0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan has nope, died. Nope,
2: nope. The honorable.
1: The honorable. Oh, well, You, really, you really do want that. I saw it in paper. <laughs> I thought, oh, no, he doesn't really want to say I'm only kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to wear the robe, you know. That is just for when you're doing I mean, I, weddings. Well, I
2: thought I wish I should bring it in here to add a little weight to the program. Oh, it weighs. <laughs> it's weighty.
1: <laughs> on the Market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. I've done it many times. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us one 800 You can email us at com, and you can text us at 70236. Uh, we can talk about things that are happening in the news. We do have a surge in the number of COVID-19 cases around here. Uh, let's see. We have uh, one individual who sent us a note. Probably stems uh, from maybe some of our, the things that happened at the Million MAGA March. So we can read that on the radio. The, uh, let's see. We do have some court cases for the Trump campaign. One of them is continuing in Williamsport. And Rudy Gianni, Giuliani was in Billtown yesterday.
2: Oh, you're missing the biggest so, one of all. Oh, and then oh, the big one. The Biden says there should be immediate congressional action to forgive student loans. <laughs> I think, you know, you want to help people. Let's forgive car loans. <laughs> That's Wouldn't what that you would have. Yeah. Hey, would help our sponsor?
1: What's the update on Stu Well, of course, I guess he met with reporters yesterday and got more softball questions. Is that what you're yeah, going to say well, next?
2: they did ask him about this, but, you know, the left is pushing him, saying that he can do this with an executive order. How can I wipe away a debt that is agreed upon by both parties in writing, by an executive order, if he can do that, he can get rid of car loans. Oh, I'd like a, to have my uh, all my car loans ever forgiven. I'd like my, all my money back so I could go t- buy a new car.
1: What's the total of all the student loans in Pennsylvania? It'd have to be billions of dollars.
2: Well, it? they're talking about immediately forgiving ten thousand dollars in student loans, but then, oh. <laughs> but Bo, well, but Elizabeth Warren wants to cancel up to fifty thousand dollars. Oh, okay, now get. you're
1: talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say ten thousand. Most students have borrowed that much uh, just for notebooks, so. <laughs> There but you know, but, but still, hundreds of thousands of dollars. What about all debt? those
2: kids who got out of college, struggled, and paid off their debt? Are we going to have reparations for them? Myself included, is that what you mean? Well, yeah. Well, how far back are we going <laughs> to go? Me years
1: to pay off my debt. We got to st- go
2: back to the 1960s when I went to college. Well,
1: it wasn't as popular to borrow so much money then. But, you didn't have to borrow so much money then. College was a lot cheaper.
2: Well, that's true. They kind of upped their game a little bit in the a cost, little bit cost wise. By the time I sent my son to college, I think the total cost between four years was something approaching eighty thousand dollars.
1: So, if you go to college and you have a huge debt, and the uh, Biden administration wants to offset that with uh, ten, ten to fifteen thousand, or fifty thousand dollars, whatever it is, what about somebody who didn't go to college, uh, went right to work, works on farm, went to a trade school, took up a trade, uh, started a trade, works for a trade, is a, just working for a great company, didn't need college for that. What is the bonus for them
2: to be uh, handed out? We used to have a, a, a saying at football games, nuts and bolts, nuts and bolts, we got, you can figure that out, rest out for okay. yourself. That's what happens to them. Okay. They don't get it. Uh, they're, they're nothing, they. nothing.
1: We got nothing. Okay. So they would have nothing.
2: I mean well, it's it's not a ba- I'm mean, I'm sorry that so many but people But Joe Biden have that. is advocating for this is that what he said Well he's saying that there should be immediate congressional action now they're saying that he can do it by the sign but thank heavens he does have some responsibility here he's saying the congress should act on it okay. immediately Okay He's not saying that he has the right to do it. But I don't see how I could cancel. You and I enter into an agreement. You loan me $50,000 so I can go to school. We have a signed contract that I will pay you back. When I graduate, I will start paying you back X number of dollars per per month or whatever. Right. How can can a president cancel that agreement? Well, I don't think he can cancel it.
1: But what he's going to use is our great-great-grandchildren's money to pay it back.
2: Oh, no, that they, they can't be right, Mark, because these are the same people who were just on the phone <laughs> saying how President Trump ran up the national debt. Six trillion dollars. Well, seven if by the end of the Surely year. Surely they aren't going to want to do that. <laughs>
1: Well, I think that's what uh, the idea is, is to use federal money to pay it off. If you have a loan agreement with a bank or with the federal government or with a, a private party, there's you can get the money wherever you want to. It doesn't matter if the money came from the federal government. You can pay it back with federal dollars, if you so choose, if you know the feds have given you $50,000. Have
2: you been to Nori National's headquarters bank in Nori recently? Um, In the past month or so, you There's know, not a, There lately. used to be up above there in lettering something about the sacredness of contracts. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Good for you. You remember that. Contracts are sacred. If, if we can't agree on, uh, if you and I can't agree to something in writing that you intend to do one thing and in return I intend to do the other, and some third party can come in and say, uh-uh, no, we're going to cancel that.
1: Joe, now, nobody's talking about that. Don't be silly. It would be voluntary. If a student so chose to sign up for the program, they would be able to utilize that federal money. As cockamamie. So we're just as, going to send
2: them ten thousand dollars. We're not what? going to cancel the student debt. Uh, <laughs> no, it would have to. You'd have to fill out a form that it does go for the debt. But in any uh, event... who will look, monitor that? The government does such a wonderful job with <laughs> money. monitoring I, I'm everything else. You,
1: yeah, they handled the. Not going to buy any four K TVs with it or uh, a. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, ten grand. Well, you know, I, in in one sense, it would probably be an economic boost because a lot of students are burdened with student debt. I mean, that they so brought on themselves. So therefore, it kind of slows down. Their start. Well, then let's
2: cancel car loans. How many young struggling families have Have car car loans? loans. (laughs) What about me? I'm I'm going to get a new Ranger.
1: I'm going to have a. We uh, should
2: forgive your loan. I'm going to have a loan initially. (laughs) (laughs) And why stop there? You know, oh, we'll, the mortgage. Well, right, well, yeah, free mortgage. As long as we're at Nori National, let's pay <laughs> off my mortgage too. All right, okay. We'll take care of that. We're going to give you a free car, pay off your mortgage, and guess what? You don't have to do anything. We're just going to give it to you.
1: All right. So this obviously irritates you a great deal. Let's see what our audience view. Well, is. I think
2: it's unfair. It, it irritates me. Not that I want to see uh, kids straddled with huge amounts of debt. I don't. But it's unfair to those people who went through the system, paid off their debts, and now are you know trying to get ahead in this world, uh, but getting their families together. And, and then to come back and say to them, well, hey, you're the sucker and the loser because you didn't keep your debt long enough. Well, now, okay, so let's, uh, Lawrence's
1: worthless wisdom is to always t- take three actions if you want to solve a problem. Really? So, I, didn't, so I we, haven't heard this before. Yes. What are they? So if you have, if you want to solve this particular problem, okay, we'll do the ten to $50,000. We'll okay. do that. That's the first step. The second step, what are you going to do to solve the problem? Otherwise, everybody's just going to go out there and keep borrowing, know that the governors, government is going to help pay them off. Well, that's
2: next. It's free college, free community college. Well, it certainly creates
1: an unfair playing field out there for people who choose to go to costly trade schools or, uh, you know, internships or, uh, you know, medical schools that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. So uh, I think you need to do something about the cost of college in general. Why don't you just make college free for everybody, forgive everybody's loan, and what would be the third step?
2: Well, how would the professors get paid? Would they just work for nothing, or would the government subsidize their salaries and their they would pay for all the buildings, all the uh, the food service. They, oh, everything would just be taken care of. Why should we work? I haven't worked it out yet. So I don't know how that's going to work. But when you refer to this stuff as Lawrence's worthless whatever, well, you ain't a kidding,
1: buddy. <laughs> well, <laughs> and the the, the the third step would be that we need to get more people in the trades, you know, plumbing and electrical no and argument. welding. And, uh, those
2: are good-paying
1: jobs. Right. So we need more individuals in those. So why don't we make it – well, it's free if you go to the Votech for some of those schools. And a lot of kids are coming. Out of the vo-tech and going right into a career. Maybe we should
2: make trade schools free because heaven knows when you try and call somebody, mm-hmm. uh, call a plumber, or get somebody to your house to do something, it's not always easy all because they're so busy.
1: Of, well, all forms of continuing in higher education, 100% free.
2: No, I still like the free car loans. Let's forgive everybody's oh, car loans. And the car loans are And, and the mortgages. And mortgages, okay. Right. so And if you're going to have a child, why should you pay the expense of raising <sighs> that child? Right. Why it's, not have the government pay that
1: Everybody expense? should get, uh, um, what do you pay if you're divorced? You pay... To, Alimony. Uh, well, no, that's to the spouse, you to said the child. What do you get if you're divorced? Uh, child support. You, child support. Everybody yeah. should get child support from the government.
2: Right, you know... <laughs>
1: And we're trying to avoid socialism. Is
2: that what I heard? Oh, no. I think this is all great stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, it, oh, it, the individual in the, at some point has to be responsible for themselves and for their own education and for what they bring to the table and how they get a job. You know, I understand the debate is going to rage over the $15 per hour, and that there are still many people that think it's going to be more do more harm than good. But maybe, you know, maybe that is not the worst thing that could happen. But if, if it destroys a lot of business and takes away other people's jobs, yeah. then it's not a good thing on the other hand i don't think that capitalism offers something great in return i mean we expect you to go out and learn something so that you're worth more money so that when you come to me and say hey joe give me a raise and here's what i bring to the table look at all i can do the rewards for hard work and i look at you and i say well gee mark i can't do without you because you bring so much to the table here's more money
1: (laughs) i hear that everywhere i go all right 1-800-795-9565. one 800 we are enjoying open phones. The student loan debacle is one thing we can discuss. Uh, we, of course, have the president continue to dispute uh, the outcome of the election and has declined to concede and probably it's never time will. time to wrap that up now. Tim. Well, he's not going to... That would be admitting defeat, which he could never do. So, uh, let's just move but what's on. What's he
2: going to do when they come and move him out of the Oval Office on January Well, 20th? he'll probably
1: leave voluntarily. I'm sure he won't go to the inauguration. And uh, he'll never do an actual concession, and he won't give Joe Biden any transitional assistance, but uh, would it be feasible for the Congress to go around and, and give them their personal briefings and
2: well, so I think you know i'm a lifelong Republican. I think the Republican leadership has to step up and say, knock it off, give him the give, no, at least give him the <laughs> give him the uh, the uh, intelligence briefings and the transition support that he needs to get. To- <laughs> That will
1: never, ever, ever, ever happen. That would completely alienate them uh, from the Trump supporters, Trump's base. Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. It's an open phones Wednesday. And you're welcome.
2: Just save yours. Yeah, a thanks too. for calling in. Great call.
1: Good morning, guys. Morning. Um,
3: so I'm trying to contemplate what what is uh, President Trump's end game here. Um, I, I, I'm not. I've been critical of the president, and but one thing I never called him is stupid. Uh, I think he's very, very. Uh, smart man, um, but so what's his end game? He knows uh, that that you know these things are going to fail, so what's his end game? I think I found it. I like to share, I believe in educating a, all the listeners.
2: Um, well, and thank you. We, Twitter, we certainly so. need education, and your willingness okay. to do yeah. that for us is really greatly appreciated. So, Stand do, do you,
3: Joe, <laughs> or, or, or Mark, do you know what happens if there is a contested election? If there, what happens if somehow the Electoral College cannot... Yes, it goes to the uh, House of Representatives,
2: and it's gone there before.
3: Okay, once. And that's that's before the the act is. Uh, So it goes to the House of Representatives, right? Right. Okay. And what happens then?
2: They take a vote, and they decide on who will be the president.
3: And and the uh, current makeup of that is currently what?
2: It's more Democratic than Republican at the moment.
3: No, that's where you're wrong. Here we go. All right. Uh, Love Reuters. uh, Called contingent election. A a determination that neither candidate has secured a majority of electoral votes would trigger a contingent election under the 12th Amendment of the Constitution. That means that the House of Representatives chooses the next president while the Senate selects the vice president. Now, here's, here's the important part, and this is what people don't understand. Each state delegation in the House gets a single vote. Okay? So stay with me. So each state delegation. So we now go to individual states. So we're not talking about, like, California has X number of representatives, each with one vote. California would get one vote. Tennessee gets one vote. Kentucky gets one vote. All right? So it's not individual uh, members of the House of Representatives voting which would be a Democratic uh, majority. What happens is each state continues to get together, and they decide, and each state gets one vote. And right now, as of now, Republicans control 26 of the state delegations. That is the president 's end game
2: I doubt that because first of all <laughs> it 's not going to get past it 's not going to get past the uh, the electoral college. The electoral college they are bound a court decision just recently said they have to honor the voters in their state, and so it 's going to wind up with Joe Biden being approved by approximately over three hundred uh, votes in the electoral college it 's not going to but go beyond if, that
3: if at the time of the certification has to happen if it 's still up in the air and they cannot. And again, I'm getting back to the language here. A determination that neither candidate has secured a majority of electoral votes. In in other words, that this litigation is still going on, and they throw the hands up and saying, "Hey, we cannot uh, litigate this in time. We're going to have to invalidate that." the end game is then it goes to the House of Representatives but you're,
2: you're missing something here because the majority of the states are not in question the majority of the states their votes will easily be certified there's no allegations of any problems the margins were so astronomical for one side or the other that no recounts going to change anything the four I or agree five, sta- you, the, four well, or five play, we, the four okay. or five states that are in play the four or five states that are in play. You know, Michigan's already said it's going to certify, even though they said yesterday they wouldn't. Then they turned right around and said they would certify their results. So that's, that, you know, this it's a scenario that's possible under certain circumstances, but not under these circumstances.
1: One well, judge, Brandon Williamsport, basically just said, do you have two days to put up or shut up, uh, to come back with some more evidence by Thursday? They saw nothing that would relate to Pennsylvania's election because of this ballot curing that resulted in any damage to voters at all. Right.
3: But I, I think this this was President Trump's endgame to get to the.
2: It might the have been, plate. yeah. It won't okay, work. but I mean that's such um, a such a stretch. Is anyone
3: surprised? And I'm not that uh, Mr. Giuliani showed up in Fred Keller's district to file that lawsuit.
1: Uh, yeah, Rudy Giuliani was in Williamsport yesterday. I, I yeah. don't
2: know why they filed in uh, in Williamsport. Because I can tell you
1: very much why they filed because it's Fred Keller's district.
3: And, well, the, and we all know that Fred Keller is in President Trump's back pocket. But that's got nothing no, to do with no, Judge there's, Brand. There's Judge local,
2: Brand is entirely independent of Fred Keller. There's local plaintiffs. That's the
1: issue. There's plaintiffs in Center and Montour County. Read PenLive. They list them.
3: Uh, yeah, but they could have filed in, in There's different places all over. It's, you well,
2: know, you're not going to file in You could
3: have a, filed in any, any of the federal districts. Uh, that the, the why why didn't he file then in Philadelphia where it's all you know all these big things are going on why do why did he choose to file in uh, Williamsport?
2: why do they always file why do the liberals always file in the ninth district federal courts because they're heavily liberal that's why.
3: Yeah, what's good for the goose is good for
4: the gander. Well, I, think, right? I so think
2: Judge Brand is a fair from what I've seen, the cases I've seen that he's handled, Judge Brand is a fair man, a very bright man, a very honorable man. And I think whatever decision he renders will be his interpretation of the law, nothing else. Not Fred and Keller's did you, politics did you see or anybody all of else's. The, uh,
3: the uh, Trump uh, protester people that had showed up when Mr. Giuliani was there, and that was all by circumstance, they were just walking along and suddenly saw him and showed up. Well, that wasn't planned.
2: Well, oh, no more than the demonstration outside the White House the day after the election. They're all planned. Come on, get serious. The right plans them, the left plans them. It's no no, no one bad thing the Republicans do. Were there no counter protesters there that don't support President Trump?
3: I didn't see any because the Republicans didn't tell the counter protesters where they were filing and when they were showing up.
1: Uh, no, that was all known <laughs> and advertised. All that stuff's on the court docket. You can see it. Yeah, it's public no, re- record. Not,
3: file, not filing the initial laws. It, no, not filing an initial
2: one, isn't Well, when the
5: judge... That starts
2: the process. When the judge schedules a hearing, it's public record. Yeah, everything. Anybody public. can find out about it. It's on the court calendar. It's on the docket. It's public information. The docket. Joe loves the docket. <laughs> He's a docket reader.
3: <laughs> well, this 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 gentleman is my greatest fear now, that, that this is what the president's trying to do. And, and I heard the callers, you know, calling in saying, you know, go, 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 Mr. President, and... If, if, if this continuation trying to invalidate an election here in the United States, I truly fear that we could have civil war.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, if you're right and this is the way it plays out, Eric, I'm going to buy you a steak dinner.
3: Okay. If, uh, if it I, winds no. up that
2: President Trump's reelected sir, by sir, a vote of the House. If this is the
3: way it plays out, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be one of those guys who's going to be heading into my bunker and laying low because it's going to get. <laughs> well, good. That's America. America me. Uh, listen, and I'm, I'm serious now. I'm kidding aside. America. As a democracy, or whatever some of your callers want to call it, it's a republic. Will not stand for this election being stolen. Okay, we we put up with it how many times with with the overall vote, but now over five million, and and now we're playing by the rules. That they tried to now throw the electoral college out to go to this this strategy. Well, the
2: Democrats tried uh-huh. to throw the electoral college out, not the Republicans. All right, That's what I'm saying.
3: You. But but now this time, the electoral college. Elect- Electoral College is not working for the Republicans, so now they're
2: trying to circumvent that. I haven't heard any Republican call for an end to the to the Electoral no, College. No, probably won. never will.
1: It's no. the only thing that saves them. All right, thank you so much, Eric. Well, thank, no, you, thank you. That's not thank you, thank entirely you. true. Republicans have won the popular vote. They've too. won a few popular. votes, well, That's true. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. One of our listeners suggests or says, "I predict President Trump will go home for Christmas to Mar-a-Lago." and never come back.
2: Now, there's an interesting Yeah, pro- why
1: would you come back to Washington? You're the lamest lame duck. You're not participating in a transition. You're not going to be president. Don Jr. isn't going to succeed you, and so... Uh
2: might as well stay in Florida. Well, we've had enough dynasties in this country. We've had several Bushes. We, we're going back to John Adams and John Quincy Adams. How'd that work out? Well, it, both of them refused to attend the inauguration of their successors.
1: Okay, so so Trump is in very good good standing. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're talking about the national election and the court cases henceforth, and will President Trump go to Florida and never return? So that's a lot of people would be relieved. <laughs> well, although he can still do a lot of damage from down there. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Call us immediately. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, uh, lower right-hand
2: corner, Joe. Lower right-hand corner says, Good morning, I want to be able to uh, claim fake dependents on my taxes, too. All right, there you go. And that, up that's
1: here, it. right-hand
2: corner. Trump has hundreds of millions in debt that will Oop, I'm sorry. <laughs> That will never be paid back and has seven bankruptcies already, and you're crying about student loans?
1: Sad. It Signed is talk. It is sad. <laughs> All right, Jack, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. You got, uh, oh, you got, never mind, we've got five minutes to go.
7: All right, good morning. I just want to state my opinion. I, I, this, this generation that wants everything for free, free tuition, free everything, they don't want to work. They don't want to get off their behinds and get out. I, I know people that are 35 years old that are just on assistance because they claim that they, uh, they, their back hurts. You know what I mean? My back hurts every day. I'm in the trades. Uh, it's crazy how much work is out there. People don't want to work. They need to get off their butts. And get out and pay their loans, which is because if no one pays their loans, this country's going under, big time.
2: No, you're right. So, I mean, we make an agreement. You borrow money. You got something out of it. You got an education, and you should be willing to pay that back so that the next guy who comes along can borrow money and get an education too.
7: And I saved my whole life to put my kids through college. You know what I mean? I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't. I never got any freebies in my life. Uh, I got I got opportunities, and I took advantage of the opportunities that were there. I mean, I don't I don't consider uh, public assistance an opportunity. People need to get out and work. That's that's just my opinion, and I'll leave it at that. Well, I right. agree. Have a you. good day. Thanks a lot. Appreciate yeah. your Thank call, you so Jack. Much.
1: Well, we try not to inject too much common sense in this discussion. <laughs> so, well, no, you Jack's
7: absolutely
2: right. I mean, that's what built this country: people willing to being willing to go out and take a risk and put it on the line and.
1: Go to work and Well nowadays you can't get a good job without a college education.
2: I don't I dispute that. I think there are plenty of good jobs <laughs> I know, without just a college harassing education
1: you. No I know one. that's not true.
2: You know, and, I, and look at the trades. Uh, the gentleman just called. Well, said he yeah, was in we got to get
1: more. And plus, we don't have enough. It's hard to find anything these days. If you want to get an appliance fixed, you can't do it. If you want uh, the uh, we live in a disposable world, <laughs> you know that you got to wait. Yeah, we do have some good plumbers around here, and, well, we and we have HVAC some very good plumbers people. around here. I'm just saying that you know they're underworked. They got the help wanted sign out there. They want skilled and, and people. Uh, if you want a new deck on your house, you might have to wait till next year. So things like that. We need more more of these skilled workers out. There?
2: No argument. And I, and I think that they're, they're, they should be able to borrow money to get their education. And yes, they should pay it back when they do. You know, and I don't think you can, you, um, Kevin came in and said that he thinks the president was talking about, or uh, they're the talking president about, Federal president-elect was talking about federally insured loans. It doesn't matter to me who loaned you the money. And even if he was talking just about federal loans, what about all the other people who had to borrow commercially? We're not going to give them money back?
1: Well, that's where the big dollars are. There's limits on the federal loans, but people who became doctors and lawyers and borrowed hundreds of thousands of dollars and still owe that much money, that's, no, that's not federal money. That's, you know, in private companies and so on.
2: But what's the payment? In other words, a doctor stands to make more money than somebody who, in in theory, graduated from one of the trade schools, learned a very practical thing that will make him a very good living, but nothing like what a doctor would make or an oncologist or a surgeon. You know, so there, there's so a cost-benefit the ratio. I borrowed a lot of money, but I got an education that's going to enable me to make an even more amount of money. And I, to me, if I borrowed, if I had borrowed a large sum of money to get an education, I would want to pay it back so that that money was available for the next person who comes along who needs to borrow. There's plenty more there, right? We'll just print it. Nobody's running. Hey, out. let's just print some more money today. Let's. What have are a you part. talking about? <laughs> private companies have plenty
1: of money to loan. The federal government has plenty of money to sure, loan.
2: Sure, but at what interest rates? Let's face it, private interest rates are
1: more They're expensive than government
2: subsidized. They're rates. low. How low? Mm, I
1: don't know. One, two, three, four, five percent—that's as low as they go. Something well, I mean, like around
5: at
2: this time, have you tried to take out a CD rate lately? Zero point two percent
1: interest you for have seven to pay years them to take your money. <laughs> right. Well, that's yeah, but the next if, thing, if you're, you modern investors, don't even know what a CD is. So yeah, I'll give you money. For, I'll with pay with you two
2: percent to take my money and hold it for me for a while. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we just had a parable about that over the weekend in church. Yeah. Burying the talent and doing nothing with it. All right. Uh, we're going to continue this discussion. We've got open phones uh, during the 9 a.m. hour, so call in. We're still disputing and enjoying uh, the machinations of the White House. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK OK, Sunbury.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan opposed to me, across from me, uh, trying to prove me wrong, which will never happen. Oh. <laughs> Surely you jest. <laughs> Stop calling me Shirley. Shirley, right? <laughs> on the Market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Uh, you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. We talked a little bit about the presidential election and student loans. The Biden administration interested in doling out between ten dollars and $50,000 for federally-backed student loans to help offset some of the expenses to help those young people get their lives started after they borrowed so much money. So uh, is that a good idea? We can t- talk about that. And we have court fights underway around the nation. The president, according to one of our good listeners, is just going to go to Florida after Christmas and never <laughs> return. So we'll see about that. Yeah, but we invite you to call in the topic of your selection uh, today. One of our good listeners, uh, very afraid of a potential for a lot of fighting in the, the U.S. There over was a the song, election.
2: song in the 50s. I don't, I'm, sure Mar, I'm sure Rob couldn't find it. It was called MTA by the Kingston Trio. It's about a man who got on the subway and never returned. So that's oh. going to be President Trump. He never returned. His fate is still unlearned. He though? may ride forever beneath the streets of Boston. <laughs> Oh, the Massachusetts Transit Authority. I right. MTA,
1: right. All right. Well, we hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> so <laughs> have some people are fear, fearful about our country, where we're headed, uh, with uh, ultra-adamant uh, Trump supporters versus ultra-adamant Joe Biden supporters. So what's going to happen when we clash? Well, we're, a lot of folks are worried need are about that. we need some ultra-American supporters. Just We need some Americans, right? Uh, I think Joe Biden's calling for unification, but I'm not, not sure that he has the tools to do that. Well, so President Trump called
2: for it 4 years ago see what it got him.
1: Oh yeah Trump you will love me and you will like it if not you're stupid
2: and slow and sleepy. <laughs> but other than that love me love me love we me. We all got to get behind. Right. Yeah. In be, Trump's case, they want to get behind him and push him off the ledge. But, uh,
1: come on now. <laughs> All right. So on the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. And we'll have more to say about that later. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at com or text us at 70236. In the news, briefly here, Dr. Rachel Levine unveiled some additional restrictions in Pennsylvania yesterday, one of which, if you leave the state before you come back, you have to be able to get a negative COVID-19 test.
7: If you do not have your test results when you come to Pennsylvania, then you need to quarantine until you get a negative test result. If you can't get a test, are waiting for your results, or choose not to get a test, you must quarantine for 14 days once you arrive into our state.
1: The order takes effect this Friday, but does not apply to people who commute to to and from another state for work or medical treatment. The state's masking order also has been strengthened, where residents must now mask up indoors and outdoors any time they're away from home. When indoors, masking is required, even if you're socially distant. When outdoors, masking is required. If you're unable to remain physically distant from someone not in your household the entire time you're outdoors, colleges and universities also need to step up their testing game, according to Dr. Rachel Levine, a new record amount of COVID-19 is uh, being tested now in Pennsylvania. A statewide total, 270,000 people have tested positive for COVID-19 since the pandemic began. 5,900 new cases as of yesterday in our area. Over 135 cases in the region are reported. Uh, more people are hospitalized. 62 people now on board at Geisinger for COVID-19. Geisinger has two new patients at 12. and evangelical hospital, same number of patients, 14 admitted, one of whom is on a ventilator at Evangelical Community Hospital, according to the statewide numbers. Now on to the presidential race. The state Supreme Court yesterday ruled that Republican observers in Philadelphia were given proper access under state law to view vote counting. It's the latest in a string of legal defeats for President Trump and his last-ditch effort to challenge results in the states where he lost. CBS's Major Garrett has a comment on that.
4: In court, you have to argue a point of law and then produce evidence that it was violated. And in elections, that means something was so bad that votes have to be invalidated. In no litigation filed so far has that basic standard been met.
1: The president hasn't won in any of the legal cases he has uh, challenged. There is one pending based in federal court out of Williamsport in the Middle District. Uh, The Trump campaign says it will continue its legal fight to halt the certification of Pennsylvania's election. They want the entire election thrown out because of some ballots that were uh, cured unfairly in the eyes of the Trump campaign. The Trump campaign argues that more Democratic counties uh, took extra measures to make sure that ballots were cured or fixed if they were any anomalies versus Republican counties that uh, did less of the curing of the ballots. Uh, The judge says he wants new briefs from the attorneys by (laughs) Thursday.
2: Yes. Your mother always told you to wear clean underwear when you go to court. Under, right. So
1: Rudy Giuliani will probably be back in court on Thursday unless this case gets dismissed. I could easily get it thrown out of Middle District to
2: Where do you court. suppose he's staying? you think he's staying at a hotel at Jannetty up in Williamsport? We could get him uh, on the show.
1: I'm sure he's commuting back and oh, forth. Oh, darn. Okay. And finally, a Western Pennsylvania... Joe, you're going to hate this. All right. Tell you, me. You hate anything politically correct. Okay. A Western Pennsylvania town council has voted to remove squaw from street and trail names after objections to the word as a derogatory term for negative Native American women. Uh, the Fox Chapel Council took action Monday, months after several citizens objected to its use. The council will develop new names for <laughs> Old Squaw Trail, Squaw Run Road, and Squaw Run Road East. They'll come up with those new names by March. WTAE-TV reported that council member Best C. Monroe said the word was a problem. Quote, the overwhelming evidence that we got uh, from the largest and most respective Native American organizations in the nation, demonstrated there is a fact that this is a slur, she said, and should be changed. So more respect in the U.S. Well, I know you hate the, that. Let's go
2: back to the old movies from the 40s and 30s where they called women baby. You know, that's insulting <laughs> to women. They're not babies. Okay. Come on, baby. Give me a kiss. You heard that in movies? Does anybody use that term no, anymore? Oh, I don't think anymore, but they used it then. So let's get rid of those movies so we don't have to hear it. Why don't you just not watch
1: them and the rest of us can have our movies?
2: Well, then the rest of us can drive down Old Squaw Trail.
1: <laughs>
2: if the name was put in place for some reason, if it was just put there to, you know, demonize Native American women, then I agree. <laughs> take it off. But if there was some historical connotation or connection, why, why get rid of it? Well, because it's
1: a derogatory name. If they had used the N word, would you like him to keep it, even though? What is
2: the Indian name for woman? I think
1: squaw. <laughs> I think the
2: overwhelming majority of people would tell you, oh, that's squaw.
1: Incorrectly. So if everybody's wrong, we get to keep doing it because everybody's but wrong. But
2: it's not an insult if people use it believing it is the actual word that is. Oh, <laughs> I see. So if
1: I don't tell you that using the N-word is a bad thing and you start to use it publicly, it's okay because you don't
2: know it's bad. Well, in Spanish, mujer is a woman, but that doesn't sound nice. Mujer it sounds bad. Is it? Let's change that. Change it to Frau. Frau, that's better. That we can get Frau line. That sounds pretty. That's lyrical. An unmarried woman. Frowline. One of our good <laughs> listeners sent us a note about the ratings for TV shows. Says, "Hi guys, I mentioned a few days ago in an email how Fox was losing followers by the thousands. I wasn't kidding. I've heard they are owned by Disney now, and it uh, includes a, an MSNBC public relations department announcement that Morning Joe overtook Fox News and total viewers last week, the first time since 2001. This week, it's gone back to the other." way. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Glad to know we got the overnights here uh, with uh, Joe. Thank you, Mike, for waiting. You are on the marker right ahead.
4: Yes. Uh, previously, one of your callers, uh, towards the end of his conversation, mentioned that he was fearful of a civil war. Yes. You recall that guy? That yeah. was Eric. You know, what's his name? Eric. Eric. Okay. Yeah, I, I think he he's on to something, okay? Now, will be, will there be? will there be a war... Uh, like the war that we all think of the last civil war here in the United States no i don't think so because <clears throat> number one the federal government is just you know absolutely too strong but if you look at what's happening in our society now and you draw parallels to other times when there were civil wars whether it be here or the French revolution and again i'm not a big history major i'm only telling you what i what i hear on you know other people talk about there's so many things that are happening right now right in this very time that have occurred prior to revolutions and civil wars in other countries throughout history, and 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 one thing that really sticks out in my mind is how the people like myself who supported Donald Trump are characterized as racist, stupid, dumb. Okay, and just because we believed that Donald Trump was a better choice than the person he was running against. Okay, All right, and. That you have people on network news saying that anybody that worked or supported this uh, administration that's currently in power, they, they need to repent, or they need to be punished, or they need to be banned from uh, you know working in, in government or in you know media jobs. To me, that is outrageous. To me, it's it. You know, everybody calls people that support Trump Nazis, but if you really, in my mind, if you really stop and think about Some of the things that the left, the Democrat left, are articulating, it sounds very reminiscent of uh, the the Goebbels and the Hitler and the the Nazis in Germany. I mean, so if there's going to be a war, I believe that there's going to be a war because the left wants to exterminate people like me. And I I don't mean kill me. I mean cut off my ability to uh, get a job teaching at a college cut off my ability to advance in a governmental organization because of my mindset, how I believe things should be. That's the kind of war that I'm talking about.
2: Well, let's face it, there's been no shortage of incivility on both sides in this last election. And I... I I said before, I think President Trump brought a lot of it on himself. I believe his policies were right for the country, what he was doing. I don't believe he set out to harm anybody. I certainly don't think—I've asked a couple people who said he was a racist to name me one specific action he took, you know, other than talking. His talk is horrible. But any specific action he took that harmed anybody, you know, he's tried very hard to increase employment among minorities. He's uh, done criminal justice reform. He's provided a solid funding base for historically black colleges. He's met with anybody that wanted to talk to him, any black leader that was willing to talk to him. He's met with them. So, I mean, I don't think the guy's a racist, but I understand how other people can come to that conclusion. And you're right, there are too many people that want to write us off just because we think differently than they do. And that's on both sides of the aisle. And that's got to come to a stop in this country.
4: Well, without a doubt. but I, and, I, and I can see if somebody on the left watches uh, Fox News, they, they might be alarmed. But, I you know, I try to monitor what goes on on CNN and MSNBC. And, and, frankly, if I'm in a good mood when I turn on those networks, I get depressed after a while just listening to the things that they say and the manner that they say them in. So I can imagine what that type of rhetoric does to, you know, how it encourages people on the left. Because, let's face it, We had a lot of riots, okay? They were mostly peaceful riots, I think is what they called them. Or no, that was mostly peaceful protests. But we had a lot of destruction, a lot of riots that occurred in the blue cities and states over the summer, okay? And then we come to find out that the police were basically given orders to stand down. We were told that many of the people that were arrested had all the charges dropped. Uh, Prominent liberals bailed them out. So to me, what kind of to me that sends a message, you know that which gets rewarded gets repeated. And if that violence in the cities wasn't rewarded, it stands to reason that it will happen again next time the left is faced with a situation that they don't like. If they think that violence in the cities is the answer, it's going to happen. Plus, I don't know whether the Democrats really have control over Antifa and B L M now. They they could be their own entities, and they have blood in their mouth.
2: The mainstream media media has feasted on Charlottesville as an example of how people on the right are terrible, despicable human beings, but they haven't said anything. I haven't seen any coverage of over the weekend of the Million MAGA March where the people from the left were throwing uh, firecrackers, you know, serious firecrackers into restaurants where people were eating, where Trump supporters were eating. Well, how how would I know about this if I didn't see it in the media? Well, I did watch it on... Fox covered it. Well,
1: I don't watch Fox, so well, somebody must see, be covering where do it. Where you see it? I saw it in the evening news, probably Sunday evening in the evening news. I mean, it's not being repeated as uh, wasn't the main thing that happened in Washington, but there's been plenty of coverage of the, the MAGA march itself and the president drove through.
2: And people being assaulted on the right? Uh, there was some
1: coverage of that, but that was on the periphery. It's like the riots that happened in the U.S. It was just a tiny sliver of what was going on in the nation. Most and uh, the vast majority of the protests were not. Violent. There might have been some shouting at some of them, particularly around here. But it really, most riots are an anomaly. It's not a Democratic policy to to uh, riot anyway. Mike, well, did you send us an email also, by chance?
4: Not today, no. Okay, well, stay
2: tuned and listen to this. Joe, read the email. Says, can someone please explain to me why Trump and his supporters are labeled fascists and Nazis when it's the left that wants to disarm the citizenry, has infiltrated the public school system and is indoctrinating the children to a single ideology, has severely limited, if not stopped, free speech on campuses, wants to cancel, shun anyone who speaks against them, physically attacks those opposed? If you study 1930 German history, I think you'll find all of the above. Now, again, who the hell are the fascists? <laughs> well, I think there's extremists
1: on both sides. You're right. I mean, there's some of those observations are, are arguable and discussable and and have some truth to them. But I think you have extremists on the left and on the far right that have all taken some action or advocated for actions that are, uh, you know, far, 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 far from ideal. Joe well, asked, uh, so what's your reaction to that, Mike? Uh, sort of in agreement to you, that individual's Well, I name. think
4: what that person described is, is relatively accurate. He's describing it he or she is describing what I call the new religion of this country, and it's called you know woke. You have to be woke. Wokeism. If you're not woke, you're not going to get anywhere in in the blue cities' governments, and the uh, the blue state governments, and Washington government. It's it's the new religion is wokeism.
1: What is and woke?
4: all those things that that guy described. You know that you're taught in school. Uh, about, uh, you know, conservatives uh, and capitalism is bad anymore, that uh, socialism is good.
1: Well, are you, you know, woke? Anytime, yeah, go ahead. Are you woke?
4: No, no. I mean, I I, I have a biracial family. Uh, I believe in equality for everyone, but I, I don't believe that you can legislate outcomes, okay? I don't think that you can make everyone equal. I don't think that you can make everything <laughs> fair, I believe that you have to have an open capitalist system. And, I mean, if you look at all the toys that we play with now, our smartphones and our iPads and computers and our fancy cars, those things are all a result of capitalism and innovation. They're not a result of government programs. And uh, so I... I I'm woke but I'm not I'm not a card-carrying woke person where somebody <laughs> well, who's a liberal I, I would I, like to I I be would woke. Ostracize
1: it says I would like to be woke according to the dictionary woke nowadays means you are alert to injustice in society, especially racism. What would be so wrong with being alert to injustice in society, especially racism?
2: Well, it depends, on how you perceive. it depends on how you perceive that injustice. If you perceive every little thing as an injustice, then you're looking at this entirely differently than somebody who is honestly interested in finding what the serious problems are and addressing them. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. All right, Mike, uh, thank you so much for calling in. But here's the thing. Yep, Just one, la- one last you. thing, Mike, before oh, I you well, already He can Mike. still hear. He can okay. still hear. My problem is when the other side, they want to label you. They want to say that, you know, your decisions are terrible decisions, you're wrong. Right, like but they you don't. wish to label those who are on no, the No, I don't. First of all, I never treat anybody differently, any person, for their political opinions. I don't care what your political opinions are. You are, in this country, absolutely entitled to them, and I will respect them as long as you know you respect mine. But the problem is that a lot of people, and this is on both sides again, they want to tell you how they think, and then they don't want to discuss with you why you feel differently. In other words, they just want to say, well, it's my way or the highway, in effect.
1: I found an ultra-left... Article about how the president is racist. One, Trump implemented the Muslim travel ban. Two, undocumented immigrants. Muslims aren't a race. Well, it's it's a form of. bigotry. says it's, it's, it's a form of bigotry. Okay, he's bigoted. Are you happy now? All undocumented immigrants are now subject to arrest and deportation. Of course, they're the Mexican rapists. You're familiar they're with ili- that.
2: They're illegal aliens, right? Illegal here in the country illegally. Oh, they're see. subject to that long before the president. Immigrant came into parents
1: office. or U.S. based children are denied a pathway to say. Oh, the the. Uh, DACA kids. Was, he
2: offered the dreamers a pathway, dreamers, and the Democrats you. wouldn't meet him halfway. All right.
1: Uh, he offered. He
2: offered to solve the dreamers' problem in return for funding for the wall.
1: Military weapons once again flowed out to local police departments. Oh yeah, that's really racist. Well, because if you have a Black Lives Matter protest, you better gear up. You, you better get ready <laughs> with the riot gear. These are Reichard. these are
2: not examples of racism, my friend. Uh,
1: let's see what else. Well, this is from something called the Courier. It's so far left; it's not even on our left of <laughs> list of left publications. Uh, that's the best they can come up with. See, uh,
2: none of them is a policy ban.
1: that he Well, the Muslim travel ban has a lot of different aspects to it that they list here. Uh, programs to expand Internet and telephone access in tribal areas were gutted. I guess that's in uh, Native American country. The administration tries to revoke the protected status for Haitian immigrants. The Trump administration proposes adding a citizenship question to the 2020 uh, census. Well, I think you got uh,
2: conservatives oh, boy, and there, Democrats. There's a, there's a racist yeah, think, act of ever I heard one. I think Democrats can argue that that would be to in their advantage. Also. Are you a citizen of this country? Is that such an unfair question to ask
1: anybody? Okay. Uh, let's see. Children are put in cages. Federal interference in state marijuana laws is re- resurrected. Of oh, yeah, yeah let's it had to be. Well, but see, you have federal laws that weren't enforced, and they're just not being enforced. Is it time to change the law or enforce the law? You have to decide. You know, the you-
2: president found a law in the books, and he enforces it. Whose fault is that?
1: Uh, let's see. S- signs the Stop School Violence Act. I don't know. We'd have to look into that. See what that entailed. Uh, of course, kids and cages. He signed the Stop School Violence Act, and that's racist. Well, I guess it targeted minority populations uh, far more than white populations. Uh, so this is a short list. They, they go on. They have hundreds of them here. Oh, Just sure. about every day of his administration. Education, immigration, Trump got up this economic and development, took a breath. law that was enforcement. <laughs> he said, oh, you have to st- the black man down. I think he did say that one
2: time. Oh, yeah. He's on record as saying that several times. What's your that view on right that, folks? That was right after he was grabbing women's private parts and getting arrested for that. Oh, you always bring... Will you ever forget that that happened?
1: My gosh. Joe's the conservative, and he can't get that out of his mind. one 800 But it didn't happen.
2: He just said he could do it.
1: No, he advocated that people can. He had never said he did it. He just said he thinks it's good that stars like he can. He advocates
2: for being able to do it, and you think that's okay, that's a buy. Is that advocating – if I make a statement that said I can go down to the corner and buy drugs, if that's – is that a false statement? Uh, you know, is, <laughs> it, is it a false statement to say that uh, celebrities have a better chance with women than you and I might have? To grab them by the privates. No, okay. that's not <laughs> – <laughs> All right. That's not what I'm talking about. All you right. know it.
1: Thank <laughs> you. I don't know how much we want to pursue this. One of our listeners says, read right there. If He
2: says, Trump is racist. He said, send her back. Obama's birthplace. Impeachment equals lynching. Let's shoot migrants. Mexicans are rapists. Haitians have AIDS, etc. And then he sent us a link that says the president didn't say any of those things. Well, no, no, no. Trump also that. did not say send her back in reference to Representative Ilhan Omar. Uh, there's no record of Trump using the exact language of where's his birth certificate. No, but he was in charge of the birther movement, which was entirely he racist. He was in charge
1: of of it. All right. He was in a big advocate for you. Yeah, not in charge. He wasn't the CEO of the birther
2: movement. He was one of its uh, city council members. And He wasn't the only person to use lynching as a as a metaphor and get in trouble for. I mean, it. Clarence Thomas referred to his his uh, confirmation hearings as a high tech lynching. Okay, and he, of course, uh, Judge Justice Thomas is a black
1: man. President tr- describes his impeachment as a lynching. Of course, that's a very racistly heavily. Trump did word. not
2: say, "Let's shoot migrants." This is in his. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, suburban housewives, low-income housing will invade your neighborhood. Well, he does say that. He, he
2: always says that. Mexican rapists, of course, that's one of his phrases. But the, he was referring, he didn't say Mexico. He was talking about people that come into this country that they were glad to get rid of. That oh, not all Mexicans. So when
1: he said Mexicans are rapists, he, he wasn't said, really saying Mexicans said, are rapists.
2: Mexico sends its people. They're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. <laughs> so they never focus on the fact he that some are good people. Cr-
1: that's a good point. <laughs> He never gets credit for not, for saying that there 's a few good Mexicans out there uh let 's see did he say the nineteen or the sixteen nineteen project is poison and child abuse? President Trump said that the new york times nineteen sixteen project is, is ideological poison that teaching it is a form of child abuse. Uh, but it see. is
2: basically teaching that this country was founded as a racist organization, and that's not true.
1: Oh, you don't know anything about the 1619 Project, so don't start. That is not what it teaches. That's exactly what it teaches. He used the phrase S-hole countries.
2: Yes, he did. <laughs> to refer but, but to would Central you, America. Would you be willing to concede that there are some countries that fit that definition? Are they, are they all? <laughs> Out of curiosity, would you concede that point? Publicly, No. But privately, well, turn the mics off that. I'm me how sure you if
1: I'd been around the world a couple of times, I could identify one. That I'll tell you what, I'll never go back to. Uh Swaziland? To uh, (laughs) Swazimalia, (laughs) because that place was a blank. That's a real blank hole. All right, laziness is a trait in blacks. Did he say that? The final unverified statement attributed to President Trump that he said laziness is a trait in blacks was published in a
2: book written by a former employee, but there's no verification. Outside of of the book's claim. So I write a book that says uh, Mark Lawrence said something terrible. You know, you can make a whole industry out of saying things about President Trump that only you say. Well, But the thing is, the guy brings it on himself. By some saying some outrageous things, he makes it so easy for people to believe he said so many other outrageous things.
1: Well, and he did say, look at my African-American over there when he was at a rally one time, because <laughs> he had a black on the campaign, and so he called him out and asked him to stand forward so people could see that he had a black on the campaign. <laughs> he said, look at my African-American over there. But see, that... I don't know that that's a sign of ra- racist. I think it's a sign of really just not having an understanding of race, you know, and sort of respectful references and conversation about it. He's not very woke. That much is obvious.
2: Well, you know, uh, I keep thinking back to the Larry David show. You ever see Curb Your Enthusiasm? Well, you hope there I was didn't. an episode a few years ago that was very funny. One of the black characters said of Larry, you, my and used the N-word. Oh! And Larry turned around and said, you my Caucasian, <laughs> just turning it back on him. You know, that... Can we joke about this kind of stuff anymore? Can we laugh, or is it also deadly of serious?
1: He uses the uh, politically incorrect term Pocahontas to talk about true. Elizabeth he does Warren. do that,
2: and that's wrong. That's a slur, and I must admit I've used it, and I I won't say I regret using it, but I I am going to stop using well, it. Well, the more you know about it, the less you use it. So that's that's
1: sort of the process well, it, of becoming because, woke.
2: Because she did exactly what Trump's done. She made false claims, hyperbole, and I don't think I should excoriate her for that if I'm not willing. To excoriate Trump. So I think the overall score for President Trump on racism is
1: he certainly says some things that are very disrespectful and not.
2: You could draw that conclusion. You could draw a conclusion that there is some evidence that he may well be, but there is also counter evidence that indicates he is not
1: well he like all humans overcomes any inherent racism they have with other actions that outweigh that or he tries to i'm not the president definitely has not but he can and probably has in some of his actions but in most of them not uh, read that and then we'll take the break and that's say, it
2: say morning guys i want to get you on the record in case biden wins the presidency what do you think he's going to do in the first two years we'll have to think about that during the break <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said... He's, he's going to take a lot of naps. He's going to take a nap.
1: I, I knew that was coming. Thank you. All right. Sleepy Joe has to take a nap. <laughs> not
2: Joe McGrennan. Do you nap? He's, he's going to... Uh, only if I sit down to read a book. In the middle of the day. Okay. Yeah. But you read a lot, so you sleep a lot. Uh, well, I, I tend to nod, but then I wake myself up and continue reading. You
1: finish reading. Okay. That doesn't really qualify you as a napper. All eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. If you are a napper and you do not wish to, you can go up to the napper clinic and they'll fix you right up.
6: When it comes to car buying, there's i
1: <laughs> All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're trying to put the nails in the coffin of the Trump administration. What were the highlights and lowlights of the Trump administration, and uh, what what's Sleepy Bo Joe Joe going to do for two years? <laughs> <laughs> Not Joe McGranahan, who rarely <laughs> naps, but uh, uh, what is Joe Biden going to do in the first two years? Uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Well, aside from trying to get the, fix the country, that's going to take a while. That'll take a half a dozen executive orders at least.
2: I think he's going to be awfully pushed or pulled based on you know, how far left, how this divide in the Democratic Party now plays out, whether he gets anything done or not, is going to depend on, I think, to a large extent, goodwill of the Republicans. He's going to have to come up with things because I think some of the far left in his own party won't support his agenda. I think he's a moderate. I mean, I think Joe Biden's always been a moderate, and I think his tendency is to go to the center.
1: And you theorize that the Senate won't go for the idea of displacing
2: him? I don't think – and, you know, it requires a two-thirds vote. 25th Amendment requires a two-thirds vote in both the House and the Senate over a 21-day period to determine that the president is incompetent or incapable of continuing and the vice president should take over. It's unlikely. I could see the Republicans saying, well, wait a minute. If I vote, he may be drooling and he may be a fool now and incapable. But if I vote to get rid of him, I got Kamala Harris as president, the most liberal senator in the United States. We're just going to keep Joe propped up here in the window.
1: One of our listeners sends us a note. This will be the last uh, word right. on the African-American well, thing. Well, it's
2: awfully hard to read it. There you <laughs> go. says, I mean, you got the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and a nice-looking guy. And now I can't get it to go down farther. So he was speaking about President Obama. What's wrong with that? He's articulate, clean, a nice-looking guy. Uh, well, he's an anomaly is what he's trying to say. So do they object to the word clean? Uh, yeah, we
1: don't have the whole I thing. think he
2: meant politically clean. Oh, you In think other so? Words, okay. I do. I think that's what he was talking about. <laughs>
1: All right. Hey, I want to remind everybody, if you want to visit sunburymotors.com, you can do as I've done. You can order up a brand new Ford, Lincoln, Kia, or Hyundai from the lot. They have dozens of perfect vehicles on the lot, as well as a pre-owned inventory that is second to none. They would just love to super serve you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Select your perfect vehicle, and you can purchase it online right from your home. It's an opportunity for you to visit online first, and then you can check out the hundreds of vehicles. The Carfax is there for the pre-owned vehicles, but they got brand new Ford's, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln. Or if you just can't absolutely, positively not find the vehicle you want at the Sunbury Motor Company, they can order one. You can order a Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln to your precise specifications. That's precisely why so many Ford Rangers have gone through the lot and been sold off to other people. Because I order them and have them delivered to the Sunbury Motor Company, and they have everything I want. They got the six-foot bed. Got the sunroof, and uh, they got two rows of seats, and uh, illuminated uh, running boards, and a hood scoop. And I
2: understand that, they're trying to find a way to keep you off of the website.
1: <laughs> I can easily understand <laughs> that. Yeah, they get kind of these quirky vehicles that are mega loaded with all these wonderful accoutrements, but uh, they're harder harder to sell than some of the other vehicles. But nonetheless, uh, you can do recreationally what I do professionally, and that is to enjoy the Sunbury Motor Company. Buy your next vehicle. Uh, from them, you'll be just like hundreds of thousands of happy customers over the past century have been satisfied that you went to the Sunbury Motor Company. With full knowledge, you can bring it back to the quick lane as the routine maintenance comes up in service. They'll take good care of you and uh, make sure that you're super served at the Sunbury Motor Company,
2: sunburymotors.com. They're very good at that, super serving you. All right, we've got two calls, and we've got a uh, text that says, if I ask you to play Baby, It's Cold Outside, am I a racist? That's a good question. Are what you a racist?
1: They... Oh, if you just ask for the song. No,
2: don't you remember the song? That, oh, yeah. It wasn't that it's it not was racist, racist, it was <laughs> sexist. Right. <laughs> okay. And that we agreed upon. No, no, Bob, you wouldn't be a racist, you'd be a sexist, All apparently, right. according to those who are woke. Bobby D., you're on the mark.
8: Yes, um, good morning, everyone. Um, in um, Listening to the program earlier... Uh, Was brought up about um, um, the administration uh, trying to like for you know office you know offering forgiveness of college loans and that sort of thing. Uh, But before all this stuff gets started, and that uh, if you remember, uh, uh, Mark, when we went to school, and that there was careers elective, and there was different curriculums that you could study, and then there was uh, 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 educational programs as well as financial programs that were offered at that time. And I think maybe, you know, for trades and that, like Joe was saying about, you know, of course, course, course myself being a broadcast engineer and, of course, nursing and all that, uh, the trades uh, were pushed in the educational process. So maybe, you know... That the the government and the legislators could look into something like that.
1: Well, if you start in elementary school, you could start to really build up an individual so they get ready for that career, whether it's a college-based one or your particular field was trade. Uh, there wasn't really an electronic school that taught you what you knew. You had to, you know, learn from doing and helping people out yes. and, and picking all that up. <laughs> so yeah, if you wanted to, be, we need electricians and plumbers. So whatever it would take at any grade, uh, within the government or without. Uh, we need to nurture that and keep that going. All right. Thank you, thank Bobby. Yeah, good. All right, thank good you.
2: Oh, thanks, yep. Bob. Hey, so the president—we uh, thought the president said that, but our the fellow who texted it to us in such large le- letters now tells us that it was Biden who said that about Obama. Oh, okay. So you thought it was racist? You think Joe Biden's a racist now? I don't. I, I think he's not woke. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, there are those who say he's been <laughs> asleep for quite a while. See, it all feeds
1: it. It all feeds into the same thing. Dan, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for waiting a short time. You are now on the radio.
5: Hey, good morning. Well, I'm going to ask what Trump's administration, good, dead, and why reason I hate to see him go if it comes out that way, he brought back a roving economy. The unemployment was at its lowest for I don't know how long. Uh, it just, and every race. Every black, every person could get work that wanted to work again.
2: Dan, I think you meant a roaring economy, not a roving economy.
5: Yeah, a roaring economy. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm too Dutchified. But that's okay.
2: Anyway, we knew what you anyway, meant.
5: Anyway, that's a, one great thing he done. He brought back patriotism, where it's a great thing to stand up for the flag and be proud of of our country he brought that back again and he didn't and for any he didn't enact any legislation that took away our freedom to have our weapons he stuck up for all us NRA people he stood right behind us freedom is what it's all about he stood up for the Christian community there's never even he's done more for us other than Reagan to stand up for Christianity as a great great faith to have, and he promoted that, and a lot of us even think he might have been converted during the administration. Is it you know and and Trump converted God, to what? <laughs>
1: to D.C.? Pardon. pardon converted to what? the swamp
5: Christian, to God to to Biblical what Christianity was he the only kind that'll get us to heaven
1: what was he? and what well, is he? he?
5: I think he was a liberal Presbyterian <laughs> okay. without you know basically so, most Presbyterian faith has gone liberalism, socially acceptable, woke, as the gentleman says, so, a woke religion. So
2: we won't find any of those Presbyterians in heaven, huh?
1: They're all alert to no, racial no, injustice. No. you'll
5: find there's a whole whole church, Orthodox Presbyterians, that are not woke. And within the liberal Presbyterian church, you're going to find true believers Right. It's the leadership that won't be that'll be woke All right. as most of that as most of your mainstream churches have gone woke they fit right in with the socialist agenda in fact a lot of them backed biden that proves where they stand on their faith and trump kept us out of wars we didn't And he's working right now to bring more troops home.
1: Not working. Doing. (laughs) Yeah, he's doing it. All right, thank you so much, Stan.
5: And, uh, you know, the people that were always against war, now they're against it. They want to to stay over there. It it all flipped because of Trump. And when I'm on the right side, then they're against me. But now that... (laughs) everything's flipped around, just the opposite, just because of Trump. Okay. All right.
2: Thank you, Dan. Thank well, we you got you a so call much. coming in in one holding, so
1: we got to move on, Dan. Thank you. we got to get the break going, so we're going to do that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Thanks to the hard work of Chad Hirschberger, who's our great uh, go-to part-timer, who's just a wonderful man. He just said yes to some of the part-time hours I went off, so that's why I say he's wonderful. That's why you say, if he said no, I have a right, yeah, have a different a, That <laughs> little bugger. Uh, anyway, a road near Paxtonville is closed due to downed trees and power lines. PennDOT says quarry roads closed in Beaver Township, Snyder County, between Paxtonville Road and forever lost a drive. Nope, <laughs> no jokes, please. I wouldn't want to live there. Dick, thanks for calling. You were on the
9: mark. Well, two, well, several things. First of all, I haven't had the opportunity to call, but I do listen every day, so I wanted to bring this up. Uh, you remember when uh, I think Van was especially adamant about this that this uh, pandemic would disappear the day after the election, and obviously that didn't happen. In fact, it's a lot worse than it was before the before the election. And and secondly, I think the the president's been kind of like derelict in his duties by never even bringing the subject up again. He never brings it up, which I think is unbelievable with the amount of people that are getting sick, hospitalized and dying. On a daily basis, so there's two of my points, and my other point was yesterday, uh, and nobody would admit they're racist, and nobody would admit they're rude in a sense. But yesterday, Joe said that he really doesn't rude, but you know you've become so argumentative lately that it it, it seemed you same with Ben that I think a lot of t- a lot of people you do come across as rude with the callers. You it's might a, not admit that, and I understand. Nobody's going to admit that. It's
2: but a that's discussion. The way I take it. It's and a I discussion program. Really. It's a discussion program. And, uh, one
9: other point today, This is to Dan's point. <laughs> I one time, I one time had a, a minister, born again Christian a uh, 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 Pentecostal minister almost in a sense, and said to me, Dick, see, so you, you know what's going to happen when you die. You, uh, uh, and I, Are you right with the Lord? And I, and I said, Reverend, I'm going to tell you a little story. I'm not 100% sure when I die if I'm going to go to heaven or hell, but I'm going to know a lot of people on a first-name basis. That's exactly <laughs> what I Either you. place. So... <laughs>
2: But but you know Dick, this is a give and take program. I take a lot of abuse too, and I don't mind that. I mean, this is this is what we do here. We discuss things. Sometimes it gets heated. Sometimes it doesn't. But you know, I, I I've but, never but, but, i never but, but belittle anybody. Is,
9: and you made the statement yesterday that you don't consider yourself rude. Well, I don't. so some people you do you are rude, and that's, I take it that way at times too. And you know, people may consider me rude or boastful. And the other thing is, I wanted to tell you, I wanted to shout out to Mike from Millmont. You know that there's hardly anybody that has more common sense than that when he calls on your show
2: <laughs> well I agree with you on that and it
9: really is it, he, you know he's a 70 some year old guy like I am and he's you know, Joe you and I are like two months difference in age and I know that and, and I, I think the older you get sometimes you're just so set in your ways that, you're in that and you don't realize how you come across to people some days
2: Well, there's always room for improvement, but you know it is a debate program. You're too
9: old to improve yourself anymore. Well, I I, I, I guess you're like you're like somebody that's married to somebody that's never going to change their ways. No, that's that's how you come across on the radio. Now you're
2: you're wrong. One of the things one of the things I did in this pandemic is I bought myself a keyboard and I'm teaching myself to play the piano. So, I'm trying to teach an old dog new tricks. Continuing education is. Continuing education. It will keep you alive. Listen. All right, thank you, Dick. It, it is a debate program. And, Dick, you can come on here and you can be as strong in your views as you want to be. And I'm going to shoot back at you. And I expect you to shoot back at me. Uh, that may be, come across as rude to some people, but I mean, I don't belittle anybody. And have I ever failed to thank people for their calls even when I disagree with them? Never. And he's always saying, so you, like you won't
9: agree with this, but Ben actually talks down to people.
2: Well, I, I don't often hear the program on Friday, so I don't want to characterize it one way or the other. He actually
9: comes across as somebody that he's such a know-it-all. He just, you know, it's his way or he has talked down to people. He's never going to admit that. But I've heard, I've had other people call in that, this, that they, they take Ben that way too. And All maybe right. he's the nicest guy in North America. I don't know that. Thank I'm you. I'm telling you that he talks down to people. Thank you, okay, Dave. Really well, I hope I, I never do. I never no, do.
2: Dave. Hope I never do that.
1: All righty, Cindy, you're on the mark.
10: Preston. Okay. First, I want to agree with that gentleman that I was one of the people who said, questioned whether there would be a lot of reporting about COVID after the election. I never said the infection would go away. That would be a silly thing to say, but I did question whether the press would be some, uh, ang- have so much angst about it, and I was wrong. They are certainly carrying on. <laughs> They're
1: still it. carrying on.
10: <laughs> but I wanted to say, I was wondering, what was all this consternation about the transition team stuff? And I puzzled about this and puzzled about this because, you know, they kept saying, oh, we don't get the office space. Well, you shouldn't be gathering in offices anyway. They should be Zooming, as I'm sure they support the president-elect's comments that people should not be gathering together in large numbers. And those people aren't all in one household, certainly. But I looked it up, and there is a law, the presidential transition law, wouldn't you know? And guess what they get once they get declared in transition? Isn't it $10 million,
2: million, isn't
10: it? $13 million. million, $13 million to spend at their discretion for things like paying themselves and their other compensation, expenses for the procurement of services of experts, consultants, organizations of the vice president and president elect. The payment of travel expenses and subsistence allowances, like they can't even pay for their own food at that point, apparently, including renting cars, again, on the taxpayer's dime. They get the use of government aircraft for transportation. This is what they're all caterwauling about. And quite frankly, the world will not come to an end if they don't get it today versus tomorrow or in three weeks. Yeah, but they'll have I a hard. This is excessive. I'm very disappointed. Not surprised, but once again disappointed. Congress has done this.
2: Well, the longer they wait, the harder it will be to spend the 13 million before election day or nomination <laughs> inauguration day. <laughs> they we're trying to waste a lot of money here. <laughs>
10: Well, I was astounded. They're going to replace like four thousand people. Four wow. thousand. Hey,
1: the Man, line up, line up, baby. <laughs> thank nice, you so Cindy. much, Cindy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, well, we will have open phones tomorrow. Tragically, I will not be here. Sadly, I have to take the day off, so I'll be enjoying a day off. But Joe will be in the Catbird seat, and Steve Kushiloff is going to be here. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll have a lively debate as we always do. All right, will you enjoy? Enjoy. You are listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News. Time it is ten o'clock. Time for the damn. Patrick Show.